It's time to get real about what the UK can really contribute to addressing global warming. And yes, it is global warming and not English warming or Great British warming. And amongst the many illusions that the UK harbours in its viewers of itself as a great world nation is that it can do everything. There isn't a technology or a new approach which can't be tried here. We can do electric cars, we can produce batteries, we can manufacture cars, we can do hydrogen, we can do nuclear power, we can do CCS, we can do biomass, we can do solar, and so on and so forth. You name it, the idea is we can do it. And do everything is our strategy to addressing global warming, and that's the only kind of warming that really matters. Now, this delusion of grandeur, this delusion of greatness, infects all sorts of things. It obviously infected the Brexit debate with the nonsense that we could enter into a whole host of world trade agreements, including with the United States, because, of course, they would all want us to be part of the picture. Many of those illusions are dropping away. We're a medium-sized economy, we're a medium-sized country, and we're not the driving force of the world in the 21st century. That's both a good thing and a bad thing. But we've had a big wake-up call to anyone who held such delusions in the past. So, in the last few months, really, the United States has emerged with three massive support bits of legislation which will transform its role in the new industries of the net zero age. The United States is big. It's a massive economy. It's 20% of the world's economy and it's capable of creating big industries. It can get serious about refining the minerals for electric vehicles and for the minerals needed in all the developments of the low carbon technology. It can get serious about the main existing technologies. And the US Inflation Reduction Act, probably the most misnamed piece of legislation for a very long time, is just such a large-scale, big-economy injection into the climate change game. But it's not just the IRA Act that's in play here. It's also got the CHIPS Act, and it's also got, on top of that, the Infrastructure Act. None of that stuff is happening here in the UK, and we couldn't possibly match that kind of a scale of initiative. The EU is reeling with the consequences but then the EU is very big. The EU as a whole is pretty much the same size as the United States. And OK, it will end up relieving countries of some of their obligations over state subsidies. It will turn a blind eye to things which probably a few years ago would have been illegal. And it will allow member governments, particularly Germany, to come in on a big scale. So here we are, Great Britain squeeze between the US and the EU. And what we need to do, if we're going to say in this context, 
that we're going to do something to alleviate climate change. Let's be clear, future climate change, future emissions are not going to be determined in the UK or even Europe. Then we have to stop pretending that we are the world leader in climate change mitigation and that we're sitting here waiting for the rest of the world to follow our lead. Boris Johnson stated in an official government document that we were so far ahead and such great leaders that he thought that China and Russia were sitting there watching what we're doing and going to follow our lead. What utter arrogance, what extraordinary delusion that reflected. And the idea of the Chinese authoritarian or dictator, whatever you want to call him, and uh, the Russian dictator sitting there and thinking, I wonder what Boris Johnson's coming up with next. I wonder what those plucky Brits have done on climate change next. We better get over there and find out how to do it. No, that's not the way the world is. And it's not the way in a post-Brexit context the world's going to look at us. So instead of these delusions of being Great Britain and having great ambitions to do all and everything in climate change, we'd do much better to work out what contributions we could concentrate here on the UK, which would help us contribute to global efforts to mitigate climate change. And if you focus on what we're good at and what we're indeed potentially exceptionally good at, there are three big headings that one might look under. Offshore wind is one. And it is true that we are world leaders in offshore wind. Why? Well, it's because the North Sea has got good wind patterns and it's very shallow and there have been plenty of foreign companies who've been willing to invest in developing assets for the UK subsidies available. So as Germany put loads of solar panels on its roofs and created a big market for the Chinese to sell solar panels to Germany, we've created a big market in the North Sea with lots of subsidies and it is primarily foreign companies that are developing those assets. And everybody else will benefit from what we have developed in the North Sea. The second category is CCS. We have one of the best locations in the world to demonstrate whether and how CCS can work. We've got all those empty North Sea oil and gas wells. We've got all the pipes in place and we've got all the engineering technology that's been deployed in the North Sea effectively ready and available to help. We should do it to help everybody else in the world work out what CCS options are available to them. And then finally, there is one thing we are good at, have been good at, and have great potential in the future, and that's research. We're not very good at innovating. We're not very good at turning great ideas like graphene, for example, into big manufacturing industries. We're not going to have a big car industry. We're not going to have a big battery industry, but we're really good at inventing new cutting-edge technologies, new ideas and new science. And that we can also make available to the world. And if we take those three things together, a climate change strategy which aimed at helping global mitigation of global climate change would not deploy its resources on all and everything. 
it would deploy them in these core areas. And then by concentrating resources, we'd make a great difference. To see how radically different that would be as our net zero strategy compared with what's going on at the moment, take a look at the Climate Change Committee's latest report on the government's progress towards its 235 target on decarbonising the power sector. The report's very helpful in one respect. If you read it carefully, you can draw two conclusions. First, we're not going to make it. And secondly, it looks like we probably couldn't make it either, despite what the detailed modelling of the report suggests. It has another 130 pages, which is quite a short document for the CCC, but it covers all and everything. It really encourages the government on almost any topic you can name within the complete plethora of options available to get on with it. Well, I think that we probably won't get on with a lot of that. And actually, if we wonder in 235 whether we could have done better in terms of contributing to alleviating climate change, my guess is the answer's obvious. We should focus on what we're good at, concentrate on our comparative advantage, and then everything else is a bonus on top. But that would require a radical change of direction and a recognition that unilateral climate change policy is not the appropriate way of going about global climate change and global carbon mitigation and reduction. Thank you.